Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's up, podcast family? Outstanding human being. I hope you're here and now is tremendous and you're having a good day. Sending you a big hug over the airwaves. We have another tremendous guest for you today, Hans Wilhelm from Life Explained on YouTube. He is really brilliant and amazing. You're going to love this episode. We talk about the 10 surprises that happen after death, the importance of walking your talk, even if it's a limp, understanding karma, understanding reincarnation, uh, the various tools for escaping how boredom can be incredibly powerful or destructive, earth as a college, um, and so much more. I broke this up into two parts. Um, I want to appreciate... I appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. I just got a beautiful letter from Renee in the mail. Thank you so much. It just thanked me for the podcast. There's uh, um, just a beautiful note and a beautiful card. Thank you so much. If you enjoy the podcast, you can support me on Patreon. That really does go a long way. Even if it's like 0.2% of the listeners chip like a buck in the bucket, it will help support me in living life, learning, making even better episodes. So you can do that. Um, if you want to just support me for free, uh, shares, reviews on iTunes, um, clipping the aha moments and sharing them. That is all great and dandy. And the best and most important thing you can do is one act of kindness. So please uh, do that. It's really appreciative. Um, Appreciate it. For those of you guys who are looking to level up and you want some coaching, I'm more than happy to help with that. Basically, I help people clearly define their goal, uh, discover what their heart mission purpose is, give incredible peak performance flow state strategies on achieving that goal, but doing it in a state where you can dance and sing and have fun along the way because it is a process. Um, So if you're looking to level up or you're already a a CEO, you have a big business and you want to learn this for your company, you want to teach this to your employees. Um, There are strategies for that as well. It's all kind of the same bag of chips, um, but a little bit unique for each and every person. So just hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Um, Sign up for the email list at mattbelair to stay in touch. And if you want lucid dreaming, just go forward slash lucid dreaming. And I think that's it. Thank you so much to my sponsors, Purium and Synctuition. Just go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves and bit.ly forward slash uh, activate health and one will give you a $50 gift card to premium health products and the other will give you three state-of-the-art binaural beat tracks that are gamma wave inducing uh, brainwave entrainment so it's some serious business over there I want to uh, pre- uh, send out just love and gratitude to all of you guys listening I hope you have an amazing day and before we jump into this let's just come to a powerful state of peace and coherence by first making that decision wherever we are now to do that taking in a deep breath in through our nose Holding that breath and just coming to a state of presence and peace and just grounding out into your body. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take in another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. Just feeling calm and peace and let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries. Just coming totally peaceful, totally present now. 
Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just think about one thing that you're grateful for. You know, think about the possibility of living your ideal life, moving towards your goals, having a little more, bit more peace and freedom. And I'm sending you all of my love, all of my support, all of my encouragement, all of my energy that you may be supported, cared for, of all the strength that you need to navigate this life. And just to remember that you're whole, perfect, harmonious, incredible, just as you are. And uh, to go out there and be kind and spread some love. So thanks so much for listening. I know you're going to enjoy this. This is part one with Hans Wilhelm. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind, Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest has written and illustrated over 200 books for children and adults. Many have been translated into more than 30 languages and have become successful animated television series that are enjoyed by children all over the world. The total sales of his books have exceeded 42 million copies worldwide. His work can be found in the permanent collections of the Maza Museum of Art, Dodd Center of the University of Connecticut, Curlin Collection at University of Minnesota, and the Grumman Collection at the University of Southern Mississippi. As a noted speaker, he has been inspiring audiences around the world with his spiritual and life-affirming concepts that he shares in many of his books. Welcome to the show, Hans Wilhelm. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. You reached out uh, maybe about a month ago, and I was able to look at your work, and the second I clicked on one of your videos and saw the webpage, I knew I had to have you on. You have... uh, such incredible videos all over YouTube on many different spiritual topics, a lot of things that are uh, common issues for people, but you, your videos are so simple and you've really kind of deduced to the core message of these uh, things like depression or soulmates or things like that. So maybe you can just, uh, for people who don't know you, just give a little bit of a background on, on your work and, and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, well, <clears throat> As you can hear, I was born in Germany, but I lived in Africa and America for a long time now. But uh, all my life, I was interested in the spiritual uh, subjects. Uh, when I grew up, there was no internet, so there were also no real books available. Very, very frustrating. And anyway, but I got through and I studied many, many paths. And I stayed in the commune, uh, communal living for seven years and so on. And, uh, but I always kept it pretty much to myself. It wasn't really part of my work, which I did as a writer and illustrator for children's books. I separated that. But um, it was only a few years, well, something like uh, 15 years ago when my father died. And my father um, was, had a very eventful life. But when he died, he knew very well that after death, there would be nothing left because he was, a prince, he was in the war, a soldier. He has seen death all his life. And he was absolutely convinced that life would be over when he dies. And um, we all respected that in our family and he was quite, quite content with it. So in his last few days, uh, when he couldn't speak anymore, but he could listen, I, I, we four children, we rotated and were with him all the time. Then I was with him at first period and I told him, look, that I know yet you don't believe life continues after death. And you may be right, but just in case you are not, and you may be surprised that you're not dead, these are the things you may experience. This happens probably when you are 
on the other side. So I really listed all the things which I knew pretty well of uh, that they were happening on the other side. And um, he just listened to it, smiled, and says, all right, this is your belief, I, uh, I, I have my belief. And then a few days later, he died, and I totally forgot about this. It was only five years later when I went to a book signing of a medium um, who was well respected, and everybody raved about him when I wanted to meet him because he was so special. He was very young. And um, I came very early to this book signing to make sure I got a seat and the room was empty and I sat down. I was going to my little meditation when somebody tapped me on the shoulder and he says, uh, I'm Roland Comtroy, who was the, the author. And uh, when you came in, I just saw your father coming in as well. And he ran to me and he said, please, this is my son. Speak to him and tell him that whatever he told me uh, before I died was true. And it helped me so much to understand it. And then he said, uh, when I'm now here seeing of how many souls are coming, dying, so the quote, dying in quotes, and arriving here and are totally confused. They don't know what happens. So I don't know where they are. Would I please start writing books about this because of all the knowledge which I have? And uh, well, I wasn't quite sure about that. And I also, he also mentioned some other personal things which I was pretty sure that came from my father. So I thought about it, and um, because I wasn't ready to write another spiritual book, there are already many enough <laughs> in the market, and I also wanted to reach young people. I mean, young people don't really read their books that much anymore. So in a meditation came the idea to do videos. So that's how I started my channel called lifeexplained.com. And in this I do videos from five to ten minutes long, so I'm a little bit longer, where I draw visually how or everything relates, how the law of karma relates and where it is stored and how everything else works and how the fall took place and how the energies and thought patterns work and so on. I draw this because I've been illustrating books for a long time and it's just one of my talents. And I do this also very much for myself. I'm still learning all the time. And when I really have a complex idea about let's say loneliness or whatever it is, and I really think deeply about it and study and so, and then draw it out visually of what it actually means visually, then I can understand it much, much better. And so I do it for myself and then I share it, put it on, the, on YouTube and on my website, lifeexplained.com. And uh, all these videos are for free. There is no membership. There's nothing to pay. There's nothing uh, uh, to, be, to join. And I just put them out there and they grew such, so suddenly, I mean, uh, I was totally surprised, and uh, the feedbacks uh, have been also very tremendous, and uh, that's what I'm doing. And so uh, now I like to speak with people like you who have got a different audience who may be interested in these videos uh, to just check them out. And that's basically my idea. As I said, this is not my money-making basis. That's what I do in writing. I still keep on writing books for children and adults. But I do this as a side, on the side, and uh, every month I think I release a new little video about spiritual topics and i think um, there's still a lot more to cover but i so far i think there are 60 videos that's amazing i that's an incredible origin story as well about your father i'm sorry to hear that but it's interesting that you had a, a confirmation and then that's what comes out of it and what i well i like a lot of that um but it's interesting that this is the thing that you're doing on the side that you know that can help people you know you a lot i think a lot of people in let's say the conscious community or, or just in the world you know you need to make a living you know you might 
work wherever, but then you have this thing on the side. And I think that it's important to, when you get that understanding and that feeling and that knowing that you can make something that can help somebody, you know, it might not be your, your, um, money maker at first, but it's something that really is going to help because you have really incredible topics on there. You have uh, loneliness, you know, you have, you have things that a lot of people are, are struggling with. And if your video, as you and I discussed on the beginning, you said, you know, if this episode can help one person, if our conversation can help one person feel better, then, you know, we've, we've offered something from our hearts. If you come from your heart, you know, maybe you don't know where that's going to go and you can just show up your best. Um, so I'm curious about the things that you told your father. Um, because interestingly enough, I just reposted an old podcast I did with Frank Ostaseski, who's a co-founder of Zen Hospice. And this man, he wrote the five invitations, five invitations, what death can teach us about fully living and just helping thousands of people cross over. And he's a older gentleman, really beautiful guy, really humble, um, and really lived the path for a long time. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are um, about, you know, what, what, is possible or what do you think happens after we die and how maybe that can help us live a more fulfilled now, more fulfilling life. I made it. One of the video is the 10 surprises you will have when you are dying, when you're dead. And um, I, of course I can't listen my head, but some of them, of course, the most important one for people is that you're not dead. I mean, this is, we take this for granted, anybody who has been on the spiritual path, but it's not the general assumption. People do not live or they do not believe that necessarily. They may know that there is something like God or whatever, etc. But in our day-to-day -day life, people do not live with the awareness that when the day of the transition comes, that they will continue. Their consciousness will continue. Their knowing, even their ego, their whole personality will continue. So there will not, also there will not make majorly changes. There will not be suddenly enlightened only, but death does not enlighten us. We continue basically on the same frequency. Also that uh, when we die, there will be most likely some light beings, we call them spiritual beings or angels or whatever it is, who will help us to proceed to the next step of where we have to be. Again, this is very important to know because I hear over and over again, a lot of people who are not aware that there is life after death, suddenly find themselves surrounded by one or two of these light beings and they feel so ashamed and so worthless compared to this light being that they, are, that they don't want to approach them. They just feel, I cannot speak to them, I'm not worthy enough. Not knowing that they came to help. But this is a very common effect that some people just feel, this I can't communicate, and they turn away and go somewhere else, and some of them even become earthbound because of this, because they do not feel worthy enough to approach uh, the guardian spirit or any other angel who comes to pick them up and move them on. And then, of course, there is, of course, the, the likelihood that we may eventually see relatives who have died, and even those who have not died for some reason, but they are there on the other side to welcome us. And very important for some people is also the fact that most likely very beloved pets are there waiting for us too. And um, so then, of course, um, this is usually a positive event, but of course, everybody dies differently. People who really have a very miserable or make their life miserable or a lot of pain not necessarily have a very beautiful transition. I mean, we know the near-death experiences, some of them are really horrible because the frequency is really, if I am a horrible person, I'm attracted to horrible on the other side.
And that is a horrible environment. It's totally, we are living totally or by the law of like attracts like. And this applies particularly when we die. Therefore, it is so important, as your friend said, to now work on ourselves so that our vibration gets higher, so that we come into a higher vibration after death. So that is a great opportunity. But some people really destroy their life. They are really, in, in a way, um, taken over by evil thoughts and action and so on. And they can, of course, have a little different life experience after death, which will correspond with their soul. That's where we are attracted to, to the sphere of development which corresponds to where we are. The sad things, what I hear from the spiritual world over and over again, is that the majority of people are basically going back where they were before. Only a very small group goes on to a higher level have worked themselves enough here on the earth to go on to a higher level. And of course, there's also quite a substantial amount of people who uh, go to the spiritual world on a lower level because they have misused their life here on earth. We are only here for 800,000 hours. That's a very, very, very short time. And in these 800,000 hours, we are giving task every day of the answer to everything is love. I mean, there isn't, there isn't much secret here. It's to be loving. I mean, this is all. That's a basic, simple thing, to love everything, love ourselves, love everybody else and everything as well. And God always says, love, nothing else. That is all we have to do. It sounds very uh, new age trite and uh, larifari, and it's not easy, but it is the only answer to absolutely everything. There is no exception. And when we do this, our vibration increases, and we will then also be attracted to a corresponding higher vibration on the other side. I think these are probably the most important points of uh, what I mentioned, but there may be some other. Those who are interested in, they can see my video, um, The Ten Surprises When You Die on lifeexplained.com. I love it, man. It's going to be easy to just dive down so many rabbit holes. I could literally just pick one of your videos and have you explain um, each one and it'd be valuable. Uh, but what that makes me kind of think about is what for you, you know, because when we, when we opened this discussion, you've been on the spiritual path for a long time. So you were talking about, you know, going through each of these topics, you know, maybe it was Buddhism or whatever the case, like, can you, can you just talk about like some of your studies and how you got to this point? And I really like how you mentioned earlier, and I want to touch upon this, that, you know, for me being a martial artist or an athlete or somebody who likes to learn information, when I know it and I teach it to somebody, whether it's in a martial arts class or snowboarding, when I teach it, I integrate the knowledge much better because, and then I, um, I understand it more. I'm able to, you know, apply those principles even more. And the more simple you can get in your education and understanding and explanation, that kind of shows your level of mastery. And so you're taking these concepts like loneliness or life before birth or these spiritual concepts um, death and dying, and you're making them very simple and very concise, which shows to me uh, a level of mastery, which I recognize in you. So I just wanted to share that and just you maybe have you touch a little bit on how you accumulated this knowledge and then were able to kind of refine it down. Well, I was very lucky that I had a lot of wonderful teachers, so living ones as well as dead ones uh, and so on. And I started, actually, I started very first with TM and I was 19 or something like this. And then Edgar Casey and others and so on and a very and a lot of also teachers in from Germany uh, was in German uh, and um, they but what held me back was also the 
the words uh, walk, your uh, uh, walk your talk. So not until you can master something should you speak about it. And this helped me back because I knew I did not, I still have to learn it myself. And then I realized that many of the teachers to whom I was exposed, never, none of them are really, or very few of them walked their talk totally. They all limped their talk. And thank God they limped their talk and talk because otherwise I wouldn't have known about it. You see, even with the limping, at least I got something out from their, from their sharing. So I'm sharing my videos as well with the full understanding that I am as much on the path like everybody else. And then we can work something out together like you do with your videos. You, you work yourself out together with, you, with your speakers, etc. You learn from it, I learn from it. And I think that is a key element that I was finally at to open myself. Let it be. I just go and talk and then hopefully it will be right because we only speak about that what we do not know or what we're not sure of. And if anything we are sure of, we do not speak about. So I speak about it. I speak my videos so, and because I am still working on it myself. I'm still integrating everything. I'm truly, I do it to remind myself daily on the tasks which I have every day, every minute, every second. So that's the reason why I do the videos. And the path are many, many fold. I lived as a, in a spiritual community uh, in Germany for a while and so on and a lot of other stuff. But what comes together is it comes, the more I knew, the more I learned, it becomes simpler and simpler and simpler. I started off with very, very difficult words for Rudolf Steiner, so difficult to read, and Edgar Casey also difficult to read. And the more and more I grasp it, put it together, straightforward language. And I realized when you really go within and speak with God, and God speaks with you, and it's, my stuff is not channeled, don't get me wrong, but it's my personal communication, it's a straightforward language. There is no convoluted language or sentences. It goes straightforward. For me, it's very key. God is ingenious simplicity and it's ingenious uh, um, intelligence. And that I think is the key to make it very simple, very clear. I do not believe that God is hiding anything from us. Like the churches like to tell us, this is God's mystery, why we die, why we're here, and why some people suffer. This is all BS. It is all very clear, it's very easy to understand, and I think once you understand, you believe, understand the, the law of uh, reincarnation and karma, these two elements, I think suddenly everything makes sense in the world. Wherever you look, whatever you see, you see people in a grand situation and poor situation and war and peace, and suddenly it all comes together. And there is not really a question answered anymore, uh, unanswered, because it's very clear, and the fact is that Christ taught reincarnation makes it so shocking that we in the Western world had to learn it from the East, more or less. But Christ was very clear speaking about reincarnation, and, and uh, there are several quotes in the Bible as well as also his teaching which came afterwards. He made it very clear. So once we understand that this is not only only our own visit here to this planet Earth, but has been properly many, many before, and what our day is today is nothing but the seed uh, of uh, the, the harvest of what we have sown in the past. Everything suddenly makes sense, to me at least. That's wonderful. Well, you, you touched on a lot of things there that I want to dive into. This weekend, I was with uh, David Lombert Senapas, who's a native elder of the Mi'kmaq Nation. 
Um, and he has beautiful teachings. He, he has a totally different upbringing than we do. Um, and this is ancient knowledge from his tribe that he's sharing. And um, we were with uh, our friends, Kim and Bruce. And uh, Bruce, I think, was a psychologist or a therapist. And Kim has been in healing forever. And uh, one of the questions that I get to a lot that I wonder about is just suffering. You know, why is it that all of a sudden, you know, maybe I, I, something terrible happens to me, right? And, you know, it's like, oh, one of the things that I'll talk about is like taking 100% responsibility. So maybe I get a disease out of nowhere, you know, I take responsibility or something terrible happens. People are like, I didn't ask for that. And it kind of see, seems shitty to say like, oh, you know, I asked for that somehow. And Kim's reflection was karma. She's like, oh, you know, well, maybe you had karma in a past life and that's how I kind of have that um, understanding. And what I realized when she said that is like, the pursuit of spiritual knowledge or conscious knowledge for me is the ability to put a lens on that makes us feel a little bit better, but it has to be a real, real lens. So if everything is like terrible in life and everything is like a dark lens and it's all terrible, that's not good. But if you can find a perspective that allows you a little bit more freedom, a little bit more openness, a little bit more love and kindness, um, a little bit more acceptance, then that, that can be useful and you can kind of put that lens on. So I'm just curious for you, if you wanted to go a little bit deeper into your thoughts on karma and the reincarnation process, if you feel like those are really important things for people to understand, because I don't think I've gone really deep on those two concepts on the podcast before. <clears throat> yeah. How should, where to begin? Karma is of course a very big uh, subject. Karma is uh, Let's put it that way. <clears throat> we, whatever we do, uh, any action, every, any sensation, any thought, any uh, words we speak and any action um, is stored con immediately in our body, in our cells, in our soul, what we call our soul, and also in the Akashic records which surround the globe. And then most importantly, in the um, uh, repository planets of the material and uh, semi-material universe. These are the planets, these are the stars. That's where horoscopes came from long time ago. So this is where our karma, what we do is continuously stored. Whatever we do has a vibration. All life is a vibration, nothing else. That's what Einstein said already. So according, like attracts like. So our action is attracted to certain planets, to whatever in, in, in the universe. That's where it's stored. It's exactly the same as we have got the Sputniks and all the satellites around the planet Earth. They also store the stuff and send it back when the time comes right. Now, these planets are moving continuously. They're moving. All planets are moving. And when they reach a certain kind of formation or are full, they down, download the karma back to the person who has sown it, like the tracks like. So we are getting this back. We are not necessarily getting it back in our lifetime. This is probably 60% we get back in our lifetime. But there's a lot of stuff which comes at back in another lifetime. So that's how karma, very simplistic. In my video, how karma works, you can see it very slower and explain but what we have to realize that whatever we do gets stored instantly gets recorded it's like in a computer where everything gets recorded and it is uh, it is there and it will come back to us when the time is right and it always comes back to us let's say something big like an illness comes back to us it doesn't come back right away boing it always comes with warnings we always get warning this is luck the whole karma law although it is not a part of the love of the absolute reality, but it is a gentle way of love to, so that we learn to love in a way. If I'm nasty to you right now, 
and I get it back in some other way. So I learn probably through my own suffering that it is a much better way to be nice to people. So basically we get our old, old BS back so that we reflect on it and understand that the only way to have a beautiful life for oneself and for the rest of all our neighbors is through love. And there's just no exception ever to that. And karma teaches us that continuously. And this also includes loving our body. Like smoking and stuff like this is not a very loving action to do. And the, the result will be maybe lung cancer or whatever it is. So that is the whole universe works on this basically cause and effect. It's a causal law which is outside of reality, which, in which we are now. We are in the temporary reality or the illusion. And here we have to deal with our karma. and We create karma all this time and our day-to-day -day existence is nothing than the harvest of seeds that we have sown long time ago. So where we are now, what community we are in, with the family we are born in, um, the country we are living in, is also part of our karmic um, experience. We have started it a long time ago. So we can never blame anybody Blaming doesn't help anyway, even blaming ourselves is not a good idea. But we cannot blame the politicians in, in Washington, we cannot blame, we cannot, our, uh, the bad mother-in-law, whatever it is, it's just not possible. We have created that. And it's, everybody is only here because we ask them to come into our life to teach us a lesson of love. There's nobody coming into our life for any other reason. So this is basically life in a very, in a nutshell, that we are experiencing what we have sown a long time ago. And Jesus has spoken about it many, many, many times, the law of sowing and reaping and whatever it is. So it, it's, it's something which is very fundamentally part of the teachings of the Christian religion and as well as the Eastern religion. It's just only that the church, it's not the church, it was uh, an uh, emperor, uh, oh, I forgot his name. He took it out in the fifth century uh, because he thought he was the ruler of the church. I made a video on this one a long time ago. It's called Reincarnation Part Two of how the Christian teaching was, uh, was, yeah, was totally changed, not by the church so much, but by an emperor. And so they took out the uh, teaching of reincarnation of many lives, which the original church fathers always taught, and we have got their writings, but they took it out so that you had to really join the church to save your soul. Because reincarnation, you don't have to join anything. If reincarnation exists, you don't have to join anything. You can just live without it. But this was one way to keep a real tight control over the people. So there we have the most important teaching, I think, which is a law of reincarnation and karma, which was taken out in the Western world. And uh, we say pay a dear price for it because we have become very self-centered, self centered self egoistic, uh, me, me, me generation, etc. because, well, who cares? I'm not, I'm only, I only live once, you know, this famous saying, which is not true. And the, the idea that we only should live once has caused so much pain in our own life because our selfish and self-centered life, in the end, always causes us tremendous pain and uh, to others as well as uh, in the end to ourselves. And, um, this is where all the confusion is. You look at this country here at the moment, the drugs and so on. It's, it's so high that people want to ex escape. Their life is very, very hard and very, very tough. And they don't know where. They don't know exactly why they're here and what for what reason. So, so many people try to escape. And it's not the drugs only. I mean, the most important, I think, escape these days is the Internet.
The internet is a total tool of escapism. And um, again, this is so very important, coming back to karma, as I said earlier, when a sort of a major blow of fate comes or something serious comes, like an illness or whatever, accident, etc., the planets keep sending us little warning signs. And these warning signs we feel in our solar plexus. I don't feel well today. There's something is wrong. Something is odd, etc., etc. I feel, ah, I feel, and the first thing we often say, an anxiety. Or I feel bored. Boredom is, I don't want to be where I'm right here. Boredom is a sign I want to be away from where I am right now. I do not want to deal with the emotion of feeling that is coming up in me right now. And when we do the opposite and face this boredom, it says, what does this want to say to me? What's happening here? I have a great morning, yet now suddenly I feel funny because something said something, what is happening? And learn to explore, self-discover ourselves. That is how we make the changes. But instead, what we are now can do, because we have got this instant little machine here, the moment we feel bad, we click on this one, and two clicks, and I'm a different wonder world. And we, I do not deal with my emotions. And then three weeks later, boom, the doctor says you have got lung cancer. That is something which, which is a sad thing that we so easily are distracted and are, are bored. I made a video, a TED talk actually, uh, I gave on, on uh, how boredom is, can be a very creative force. I did this, uh, I was also trying to avoid my boredom and um, had several instances where I felt certain emotions and I normally would have had a, that was before computers and, and television. I, and um, then I stuck with it and I listened to it. And out of this, I became, understood where it came from, from childhood or whatever it is. And I created all these stories and I started a whole book club just by facing my boredom. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Anybody who feels bored, don't go to the next distraction. Sit, close your eyes, ask your guide, God, whatever, what does it want to tell me? What does it remind me of? Childhood, whatever it is. Explore it, find it, and love it. Send it loving energy. And then you will learn from it. Anyway, that's so much enough. <laughs> Did you get any questions? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a really wonderful point. And, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with saying that the phone is one of the key distractions. And that's what, um, I haven't done it yet. It's one of the checks that I need to get is a Vipassana meditation where you basically meditate all day, every day for 10 days. I have done long sits of meditation before, like for months and you know, pretty much that's, that's all I did. But that's a big thing is the boredom and you want to get out. You, you want to do something. That's why so many people don't meditate because it's, you, you need to do something. And I'll say right now, I am 100% guilty of grabbing my phone and checking on the stupid likes or whatever or comments. And I'll say, okay, like I'd be off social media if it weren't for me needing to post the, the podcast and things like that. And some of that is true. It's very true because I don't want to go on. I, I just post content, but then I look, but then I post it and I'm going about my day. I don't need to go check every five minutes, you know, but I'll go and I'll go check and I'm like, F shoot, you know, but I'll catch myself and you need to figure that out. And some people do it through eating. Some people do it through cigarettes. Some people do it through, um, all these different ways, but a really sneaky one is the phone and it's social media and it's gaming because we don't want to face that boredom. So I think that that is a, just a really brilliant piece of information I wanted to kind of double down on, um, because it's so important. 
you know, it's so important. And what comes out of it, it you're kind of going into the depths, into the dirt, into the darkness. And when we talk about darkness or shadow work, it's just the uncomfortable feelings. We're not supposed to feel good all the time, you know? You know, that's that's a part of life. If, if somebody, I have a sister, you know, if somebody punches my sister in the face, the feeling I'm not going to have instantly is love. You know, it's, it's going to be a different one. Um, and I might take an action. Ideally, I don't beat the crap out of them, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel anger and different things. So that's okay. But after that, we got to explore these parts of ourselves, boredom, anxiety, depression, loneliness. And if we can just sit in that a little bit, we're going we're gonna to come out with something. We're going to get a golden nugget that is in that, that darkness. So you can either add on to what I just said if you feel like or go a little bit into um, reincarnation and what you think happens because I'm curious with the follow-up question that I'm going to ask is do you think we can get out of this wheel of karma? And so the thought that I have is I remember reading the autobiography of a yogi and uh, his master comes back and he tells him about the next realm and he says, you know, I do the same thing in that realm that I do here on earth. I was helping people ascend to the next realm so they don't need to get reincarnated. Well, in this next stage, I'm doing the same thing. I'm kind of guiding people. And you and I, I think can see the difference between somebody who might be not accumulating a lot of karma, having a little bit more peace, having a little bit more understanding, a little bit more kindness, a little bit more love. They're going to have a different life experience somebody who's in a lot of anger, a lot of pain, a lot of, uh, you know, taking from trying to screw people over, you know, you can't live a fulfilling life like that. It's just, I don't think it's possible. Maybe it is. I, and I don't know yet. Um, so maybe you can just speak on reincarnation a little bit, how that works to you. And if we can, what we can do now to kind of go to a level that would be uh, maybe graduation from grade six to seven, or maybe just from kindergarten to grade one, if we're lucky, because we're still killing each other. So we got some work to do. Yeah, we are here probably on the lowest level. And, uh, my understanding, and I'm sharing here my understanding, is that outside of the pure heaven, from where we all once came and through the what we the story calls the fall, we separated ourselves. We had selfish thoughts, separate ourselves, like attracts like, and we couldn't stay in the pure heavens anymore, which is the divine heaven. And so we are now outside of the pure heaven. And my understanding is there are major se seven layers. And these seven layers have seven sub layers. And you do different teachings, different numbers, but there are layers. And the lowest one is the meta here as well. The lowest frequencies, it's all frequency. The lowest one is meta. So we are now here on meta. And it is the first four levels which require reincarnation. Wherever we are, we are if we are our awareness on level two or level three, we still come usually back to reincarnation. And then on the fourth level, we not necessarily have to, but then from the fourth level onwards, the, what we call the God force pulls us to the next one. So we no longer have to reincarnate. Now, reincarnation is not necessarily something negative. It is something very positive. As I said earlier, it's only 800,000 hours for most of us. It's a very short visit. It's like you and I going to the movies for three hours and escaping in, in, in Star Wars. This happens in, and then go back to normal life. And the same thing is reincarnating. 800,000 hours compared to eternity is absolutely just nothing. So we decide to come here because here on earth we have the opportunity to undo our karma the fastest possible way. Largely because we are here on earth in a very unique situation. We are surrounded by a lot of other people of different frequency, different vibration, different awarenesses. 
when we are in the spiritual world, like attracts like very strongly, we are like only between similar people. And we have got, we are surrounded by people who think like us, act like us, etc. All the robbers are together, all the saints or whatever. It's, it's very boring. There's very little friction, very little growth. The other thing, we also do not have a physical buff, uh, body which buffers karma. An illness, for instance, in our body is a buffered karma. In the spiritual world, we also have our karma. And there we don't have the body. We feel the karma much, much stronger. So there is a strong desire for souls to incarnate. We are not forced to come here. We want to because we understand this is like going to college. I, one of my videos is the amazing uh, college earth or school earth, college earth. It is college. And when we go to college for a few years, we don't mind all the difficulties, etc. But we know we learn something tremendous there which can help us later in life. And so with this mindset, most souls incarnate here, want to incarnate. The problem is there aren't enough babies. There are more souls want to incarnate than there are babies. And the other thought is also that unfortunately in the more um, first world uh, countries, there are even far less babies. So a lot of souls who may not have needed a very difficult life because they could have gone in a more affluent lifestyle, still choose to go somewhere in Africa or Asia into the poorest area just to be incarnated, even if their life wasn't really requiring such a difficult life environment. But the desire to incarnate is very strong today. There are also souls who incarnate for the lust of it. They want to go back because they need the body, they want to screw, they want whatever it is, as is here, this is where I can have my fun. And these souls are there as well. They are not advised. Usually before we incarnate, we get advice from our guardian spirit tell us exactly what we have to expect. All the pitfalls, the highs and lows, the dangers, and we have to agree with it. We also may do some soul contracts with other souls who also incarnate with us at the same time to be our adversary, so instance, or our helper, whatever. So we make these arrangements and then we incarnate. And um, so this, uh, the whole reincarnation, I hear many people say, oh, what can I do to no longer in my email to incarnate, to, that I stop my reincarnation because I don't want to come back here again. So my answer is this, when you understand that your only purpose of life is love and service, you may want to come internet to help others. So that's another reason, to help others. You want to see that everybody else also comes and be it comes into higher frequency. So it's not so much about us. In the end, it's always about others. The whole universe is nothing else than service. That's beautiful, man. I, t I totally agree. You want to keep going? <laughs> I, well, I see you're ready to open your mouth. Keep going. Keep laying it on me. It's great. Well, yeah. No, I think that at the moment, I, I, I think that I stopped here. So as I said, I've got, this is various wonderful short videos. One is the Earth, the amazing Earth alive. And also life before birth is very, very good. I mean, how we plan our life together with our guardian spirits together. And we see actually what's going to happen. And we know that the disasters we have there, we know it in advance. So when we have it later in our life here as coming back as karma, how can it happen to me? Now, we have agreed to that bullshit because it helps us to cleanse ourselves right now if we deal right with it. So we knew we would have an illness. We knew we would have a handicap. We knew we would have a horrible uh, life experience, etc. 
because we need that challenge. The same like you with your skateboarding, without challenges, you couldn't have grown. The same like a student goes to, to college, without challenges, we cannot grow. And we accept them as challenges. But once we are down here, and we are faced with all that stuff, we don't see it as a challenge. We see it as a curse, we see it as a horrible, and uh, yeah. And yep. the, other thing, the other thing, which is another point, you have a question? I don't want... No, no, keep going, please. <laughs> I think the other person, I think we, I think we must not overlook, and it took me a while to really come to grips with this, it's, it's very important, is that when what we call the fall happened, when a lot of souls left the, 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 um, these pure heavens, there were what we call destructive energies. We call them demons or whatever it is, devils, whatever. I don't want to go too much into these. But these energies are still here. They're surrounding us. And they're continuously trying to draw energy from us. And we open ourselves often up to them and let them draw the energy from us. And I do have uh, several uh, videos on this. One is called Evil, also on spirit possessions, possessions and, and so on. So there is a lot of stuff which in spite of being at all this wonderful um, clockwork where everything works with karma and so on, there's also this negative energy which continuously bombards us, challenges us, and pulls us away from being love and being loving, being angry uh, and doing exactly the opposite. Because if we are angry, if we are fighting, if we are uh, suffering or whatever it is, we are oozing out energy, loose energy. And that is the energy which the negative forces suck up and dream. They're because they no longer have energy. They use our energy. And they use it in military, they use it in everywhere in, in our whole system. I don't want to make it too big that we're all afraid of it, but I want you to be, us be aware of it, that there is this energy. And whenever I let myself go in a whatever direction, which means negative or whatever it is, I'm opening myself up to that energy. They are so, so very smart. They know exactly, because they can see our aura, they know exactly what our weakness is. And they easily can jump in and give us a, some, some inspiration. I just uh, remember the wonderful story of Dr. Faust by Goethe. It's an old story, just very, very, it's about this. It's probably the most well-known German drama. Um, but it's basically about a senior citizen, an elderly, very studied gentleman, um, who is a doctor. and. Uh, he dabbles with uh, metaphysics and he, the, the pentagram and so on. And suddenly, in no time, suddenly the devil is next to him, Mephisto. And Mephisto knows exactly what he wants. And Mephisto smooth talking and with a hologram, basically, he shows them the body of a nude young girl. And, and he is, of course, also, yes, that's what I want, etc. He knows exactly what it is. And so he says, well, I can make you young, you can have this girl, etc., etc. And he makes a deal with the devil, that's what we call it. And he signs with blood, his soul away, he says, who cares for my soul? I want that girl. So, of course, then the story goes on. He gets this girl, he gets to look younger, gets the girl, and then she gets a baby and commits suicide or whatever. So it's a dreadful story. But what it is, is basically that they know, they know exactly what our weak point is. They know exactly, is it sex, is it drugs, is it whatever it is, and they feed us continuously, and they know. And the, the thing is, and I come back to the major distraction, and I made a video on this one, technology, the, uh, the negativity of technology, it is the internet. Somebody sent me a wonderful um, email around about 
how the internet, all the apps, there are now apps of the seven deadly sins, you know, the seven deadly sins like lust and greed and so on. And I didn't know, it was, I don't think I get them all together, but gluttony is Yelp, uh, hate is Twitter, um, Facebook is uh, Pride, no, Facebook is Envy, and, uh, Instagram is, is, is Pride, um, I don't get them all together. Oh yeah, sex is Tinder, and so on. So you have got the seven major sins, and there is an app for it. In other words, whatever our weaknesses are in life, one click, one app, and it's there for us. It was never before possible. It is so quick and so seductive. So whatever our weaknesses, one click only, and we can have it satisfied. And to say no to this, and to be strong enough, and to understand that this is only a manipulation from the negative side who wants our energies, that needs some strength and some uh, focus in life. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed part one with Hans. He is friggin' amazing. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Check his YouTube channel out. It's extraordinary. If you like the uh, podcast and you want to support, just go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Even a little bit helps. Um, what you can do for free is you can do an act of kindness. You can share the episode. You can leave reviews. All of those help and put the energy in motion so that I can do this and we can spread the message. Uh, you could also check out the sponsors, um, bit.ly forward slash gamma waves for binaural beat brainwave entrainment tracks and bit.ly forward slash activate health for a $50 gift card for premium products. Um, you could also go check out Zen Athlete. It is basically the science of personal developments. Uh, uh, excellence. It could be Zen life, Zen business. It doesn't matter. Apply those principles. And what it helps you do is clearly define your goal and what it is that you truly want. Give you the best tactics to achieve it quickly and efficiently. And also it shows you how to navigate and enjoy that pursuit so that you can just basically be in a state of flow, confidence, peace, ease, and a powerful perspective as you go to achieve that journey. And that's the exact same thing that we do in coaching. So if you're looking to level up, um, create the ideal life of your dreams, if you're a business person, you want less stress, you want a bigger business, you want more balance, uh, we can work on all that. And I'm happy to help. Just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Uh, I think that is about it. Um, sign up for the email list. If you haven't done that already, that's great. Uh, do an act of kindness today because that always works and that's good too. And uh, just sending you my love and appreciation and gratitude for listening to the podcast and coming along this journey with me. Appreciate you and hope that you are doing amazing. So before we close it out, uh, we'll just come to a state of peace and coherence. So taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, relaxing even more deeply now. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just imagine the rest of the day going smoothly, peacefully, just being in a state of peace and calm for the rest of the day and having that energy go through the day and through the week and through the month, just going this peaceful surrender, powerful energy knowing that you are the creator, you are observing your reality and you can do that in a peaceful, harmonic state, that you are supported, that you are encouraged. And I'm sending you all of my encouragement, my energy, my well wishes, uh, everything that I am to support you. You are supported by the universe. Um, thank you so much for listening. Go out there and do an act of kindness. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in part two with Hans Wilhelm.